0: What is up, everybody? It's Lo, your host, and the rest of the Vols ATV crew. We've got Brando slash Scoops. We've got Drew back, and we have Alex back. He took a little bit of a hiatus uh, dealing with finals, but we are all finally back together again, like it or not. SEC champs, first time since 1995. Brando, how good does it feel?
1: Oh, it felt it felt so good because at first I was kind of confused. Everyone didn't know if it was like uh, that game we needed to win, or if it was like I think this game two of Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Ended up being game one. Uh, Tennessee went out there, game one, absolutely crushed it against Georgia. Or no, it was game two, and then it was uh, game one of the Vanderbilt series. We started Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I get I get that mixed up a lot, but it was really good. And then after that game, it was like watching Vanderbilt having to cheer for Vanderbilt. That part sucked. But when they hit that walk-off homer and Tennessee became uh, outright SEC champions, felt really, really good. Uh, all the merch started dropping. The fan base went crazy. And, you know, we knew this team was special, but to live up to the hype and you have like seven games left in the season, go out there and get it done already. Get that chip off your shoulder. Just get ready for tournament, uh, tournament play. If you can go out there and win both on your way to Omaha and get to regionals, it'll be a crazy, crazy event. But overall, just happy. We all knew this team had it in them and just happy to see them out there competing and playing.
2: Oh, um, you want me to go now? Okay. Yeah, there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's already been an unbelievable season. It's finally good to see if we have some silverware, finally. Um, first SEC title since 95. You know, it's crazy to think that we were predicted to be third, fourth in the East, you know, at the start of the season. And with even a series left, the fact that we're already SEC champs in the regular season, it's just – it's good. You can get a lot of your good, you know – Top guys like Chase Burns, just have them rested and have them ready for you know SEC tournament. But once again, I feel like I say it every week: unbelievable season, unbelievable team, and
3: it's only going to get better. Yeah, kind of to what you just said, Drew. Um, I feel like the problem that we have as ball fans is we've got that battered ball syndrome, where if we have a good season, we obviously think that it was a fluke, and then we don't know if we can do it again the next season. So I'm absolutely impressed with the job that the baseball team's done. Uh, been number one since March 27th. Uh, so we're nearing on, well, I guess, yeah, nearing on two months of that. Nice. Uh, we're also number one in ERA with 2.32 runs a game. Number one in hits allowed uh per nine innings at six. Number one in strikeout-to-walk ratio at, at four and a half to one. Also number one in home runs at 126. I just wanted to get y'all's take on this. Um, I'm going to reopen some closed wounds with the Kentucky series. And I want to get our, y'all's take on it and see what happened. Just because I didn't know if that was like – um like, is that a fluke? Did something bad just happen that weekend? Like, was it just a rough time for us or what? I just want to get y'all's take on it. I mean, off the rip in that series, like the weather, it was god awful in the
1: state of Kentucky. I mean, the weather is just like you can't expect it to be good when the balls travel to Kentucky. It's not football, basketball, or baseball. It's like god awful every time we go up there because everyone hates Kentucky. But I mean, it was it was awful to see. But you know, going out there, you get to win uh, game three. The first two games were muggy. Second game, you had that delay that went into the next day. So trying to get something started game three. I definitely see it as a fluke. Uh, it was a much needed, you know, loss and chip on your shoulder for the Tennessee baseball team. They came out, you know, the next week in their midweek game and that absolutely crushed it. I think it was like against Bellamere uh, getting the job done. I see, you know, going on like that late in the game and late in the series and late in the season, you need those losses before you get deep. And, you know, went out there against Georgia, won two out of three, got right back right, won the SEC championship. I, I think it's good for the team.
2: I mean, I think it was a fluke as well. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into, like, uh, you know, with teams like Kentucky, the cold weather especially. But you you guys, you know, we have to remember the coal mine over there. So, the air is not the best quality. So, nice. that's a huge disadvantage that we have compared to, like, a team like Kentucky who's used to playing in that type of weather 24-7. So, I think it's a fluke. I mean, we bounce back the next week. And, you know, even good teams like Georgia, you know, they – they lost to Kentucky on the road as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't worry about it. But, yeah, that coal mining air, that, that smoke, it's it's tough. It's tough on the lungs for sure. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I, um, I know that people were trying to talk about how we couldn't hit or whatever because Kentucky's new stadium. And I'm just like, when is this ever going to fucking end, honestly? I think it was a fluke. Like, I, I agree with you guys. I think it was much needed. Rather have it then then later on down the stretch but i mean the weather as much as i hate to blame weather and stuff like obviously that's hard i mean i remember back a long time ago when i was playing sports and anytime we'd have delay after delay after delay everyone's like sitting around and eating and shit and they're like oh are we playing are we not so you kind of lose your mindset even if you try to keep it as much as possible um that kind of just messes with you sometimes, especially when you're the away team. So, overall, I'm not too concerned about it. I, I agree with the other guys as it was a fluke.
3: There's just there's just nothing more I hate than losing to Kentucky in anything. I'm sorry. I, I had to bring that up because I was hoping y'all would say that. So, I'm, I'm glad we got a roundtable agreement that it was. Um, but, yeah, I just had to ask because I hate Kentucky.
2: <laughs> and I mean – I. If I mean, it means I'll we be beat dang. their ass in football and basketball every year, I would be more than happy to take a baseball loss any That's day of true. the week.
3: That's true. Hey, and I'll I'll be danged if Drew ain't gonna remind us that they work in some dang coal mines. <laughs> I mean, the air quality is really bad. I mean, this would be like probably. equivalent to
2: like playing in West Virginia, okay? So I mean it's a huge disadvantage on our end.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's god awful. I think there was like not even a single fucking stride of wind out there. It was it was awful. And then trying to go out there and play a second game, like Whenever game two was going on the first day, like we were rallying late and then the rain started coming down and then you have a whole day in the process, like Lo said, kind of rallying back after delays. I guess, you know, getting started, like it was just awful. But talking now, like our bats have gotten super, super hot leading to Georgia and then last night against Belmont. Like they were, I think, two home runs off of getting the all-time ball record, like 18 hits, six homers. So it's great to see what they're doing now after these kind of, uh, you know, tough tough games and, you know, dropping one every now and then instead of sweeping everybody like we're accustomed to earlier in the year. You know, it's much needed, and going into the SEC tournament, I think it's going to help us out a lot.
0: For sure. And also, I mean, after kind of switching off of Alex's question but just touching on last night, I mean, it was senior night, perfect showing, 18-0. to What more can you freaking ask for? Um, I think they got six home runs last night. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Six
2: homers five different players in time.
0: spreading it around like you can't get upset with that at all the guys deserve it um I don't know we're sitting at 46 and seven that just sounds unbelievable to me right Ridiculous. now like golly that's that's fantastic we can't really I don't really have much more to say um all we we have a lot to look forward to I think and a pretty long season ahead. For the baseball team, as long as they keep playing how they're playing,
1: I think it's perfect just because the fact that like last night, uh, Drew Gilbert got him a home run. He's been on a really, really bad dry streak. Seth Stevenson, he came out of nowhere, had two of them last night, and he only had two in the whole season. So he doubled his total in one game. And then in the end, you had a uh, Christian Scott in the center field making that last out, diving out after you're already up 18 nothing. That just tells me these guys are like mentally locked in. Uh, even though you're up 18 runs, you literally stretched out for the final out just to make a catch. And, you know, if you're going to go out there every game and put your body on the line like that to go out there and win, I'm more than ready for these guys to go out there and dominate. Cause I don't think a team is more locked in and more focused and experienced than this team right now. It's the third most runs that we scored all season, the most since
2: Iona. And also this Belmont team's first place in the Ohio Valley conference. They're not, they're not Iona bad. Like they're actually a yeah. pretty good team. So just to end it off against a pretty decent, you know, non-power 5 school and just beat their ass 18 zeros is just what a perfect way to end in senior day honestly.
1: Oh, we weren't we weren't repeating a, a Tennessee Tech, you know, wood bat scenario. We came out there, we're not letting these kids have a, a world series like we're going out there and we're, we're putting you in the ground whoever you are, so I like to see that always. I guess next we got uh, the three-game series against Mississippi State, so that'll be good. I heard a Coach Vitello on the drive today, talking about getting his guys ready. They had to the bus there because the SEC rules like that's awful. That's a seven-hour bus drive, so like that's just god awful. I pray for them on that. But game starting, I think it's another Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So going out there against the Mississippi State team that won a World Series like a couple of years ago, and all their guys have been banged up this year, so they're not really hot or the topic or the trending team, but really still a really good baseball team that can hit the ball well, and I think uh the guys are looking forward a lot more to this one than the kentucky series they said so excited to see what we do and how we close
0: what rule are you talking about brando
1: so if there's like a, a certain travel distance between the sec school they can't uh air like take an airplane there they can't take a team plane they have to drive so for kentucky they had to drive all the way to kentucky for mississippi state they have to bus to kentucky or mississippi state so it's just god awful like i putting that stress at like seven hours, we can get it one and done and get there the same day. It's just stupid. I'd understand Kentucky because it's like
2: three hours, three and a half hours, but Mississippi, oh my God. Yeah,
1: seven hours, bro,
0: awful. That's trash. I mean, I don't care how comfy a bus is. like, It's just a pain in the ass, literally, a pain in the ass. Yeah.
3: You have have terrible dead legs after sitting on a bus for like three hours. Like, Just putting seven on you just makes you play bad. Honestly, mm-hmm. that, I, that's why you have to get down there a day early just to, to like, correct all that by the time the game actually starts. But
0: that's it doesn't make us them. play bad. We're not doing that.
3: Nope. So this will be interesting
2: because Mississippi State's lost nine straight conference games, right? And they're actually battling a spot to, like, make the SEC tournament. So it's crazy to think that the defending national champs, there's a high possibility that they might not even make their own conference tournament this year, which is – Unreal to think. So I think there's a lot at stake here. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say we're gonna sweep them. I don't think we will. But if we can win two out of three, I'll be thrilled. But honestly, even if we lose this series, I don't I don't care. We won the SEC already, so they yeah. can, you know, they can have their parade too, I guess. So
1: I, I think from a, a hitting aspect, this team is definitely always gonna go out there and be able to hit well and to win the game and Definitely win a series, but I think after we saw with Georgia, like Chase Burns, he didn't start. You know, uh, Drew Beam, he didn't start. Ben Joyce got the starting nod. So after they kind of wrap things up, you know, winning the SEC, I think Tennessee's kind of, you know, getting their guys innings, but not starting them, not getting all that stress on them, just getting them ready for the postseason play. Uh, it'll be interesting to see coming into Mississippi State if they follow what they did against Georgia, having a guy like Ben Joyce go out there 105 to start the game, or go put you know a starter out there like Doland or you know. Uh, Chase Burns out there late in the game just to get him a few reps, but nothing crazy. Uh hitting wise, I think we can compete with anybody just because we have the hottest bats. And after Belmont, if they keep it like that, then I don't think anyone can keep up. But pitching wise, if you can, you know, go out there and get it done, we should win the series. But I don't think it's the main focus right now. So
0: for me, I would I would not even worry about this upcoming series. I mean, you're looking at SEC tournament next week, and then um Wait, yeah, that's next weekend, right? In yeah, who? Okay, so I would not stress about really who I'm pitching. I mean, I wouldn't even put any of your good guys out, honestly. And if you do, it's just for like a few reps. Like, that's just me coaching, which obviously I'm not. But I don't know. I wouldn't stress about it. I mean, I always like to win, but this really means nothing. They've already won the SEC regular season, so I would just focus on – I hate to say, like, looking forward, but they're already there, so you might as well look forward at this point. That's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah. It's just crazy to think how good our pitching is. Like, you have Z-Crest out there and uh, Redmond Walsh. Like, just guys that can come in and still give you, like, five, six solid innings like that to know you have that bullpen. Going into conference, you know, championship play and conference tournament and in the Omaha and regionals, that's going to be key because if you can't have – you know, if Chase Burns isn't having his game, you know you can go to your bullpen and probably pitch against anybody. They've done it all season in conference play. So just having that in your back pocket this year has just absolutely been crazy.
3: Hey, speaking of pitchers, are we ever going to get uh, – what's his name, Seth uh, Halverson or Halverson back? So he had he had
1: that surgery, and then he was on uh, on path to rehab. And then yeah. he uh, – I think like a screw in his arm came loose, and he had to redo his surgery. So he's out for the year. But mm-hmm. next year, like, that, like that's what I'm saying. It's not just like a one-year team – I keep talking about the last weeks, how we have like the past three years having the COVID cancellation, then last year going to Omaha, and then this year we might repeat and go to Omaha again. Like, it's just absolutely crazy because people are like, oh, it's going to, Tennessee's going to dry up eventually, but you hear like Arkansas fans or Vanderbilt fans say Tennessee baseball is not going to always be good, but like we have a bullpen full of guys that are out here year after year just reloading, and that's the effect of Tony Botello recruiting. It's just crazy.
2: That's the thing too is that we still have Chase Burns for two more years after this year as well, since he's only a freshman. So, God knows how good the kid's going to be even next year. You know, so
3: Tennessee is- baseball ain't going anywhere. Fine by me. <laughs> I tell you, that's absolutely fine by me.
0: We're on the come up in all athletics. Always
3: talk about too, like how
1: if, if you're really good in baseball, how we have been, and you know, having being blessed to go to Omaha twice. It's already like July when you finish up baseball and then you only have August and the beginning of September, September 1st, kneeling at night. That's going to be so exciting. Like, I just love that we can have so many sports year round because I remember we weren't good at these sports and it made the gap feel like so much longer. But being able to buy into Tennessee baseball like the last two years, it's been such a new like as a Tennessee fan, such an addition. Great.
0: I fully agree with that because, I mean, I've admitted it before, but, I mean, baseball was never one of my top sports, obviously. So I started watching, like, I guess two or three seasons ago. And it's been, like, ecstatic. I mean, I bought season tickets this year, and I I will always support them. But I really just never realized how much fun it can be. Uh, it's obviously always fun when you're winning. But just being there, being a part of it, like – it really is a special thing. And that's a great point, Brando, because I mean, honestly, that's literally a month and then you're at Neyland. So it's pretty cool. Can't complain.
1: Yeah, we didn't even have a spring game this year. So like the fact it's like that close around kind of blows my mind, but just so hyped ready because the energy these boys have, like it represents Tennessee perfectly. And that's all we've ever wanted as a team to live in our energy and play like how we play as fans and how we talk on Twitter and social (laughs) media. And then they go out there on the diamond, and they do it week after week, sweep after sweep. So it's just been a blessing to see.
0: Absolutely. Has anyone got anything else for baseball? Okay, are we going basketball or football next?
1: We're going to hop into the basketball aspect because it's been like a pretty, pretty big week. We skipped last week, but got that huge five-star commitment finally from uh, Julian Phillips. You know, guys, his recruitment's been all over the place. Originally committed to LSU, the Will Wade scenario happened, and then having him come around, he was – everyone thinking he was going to go to Auburn or the G League. He was really, really silent. The Vols ended up in the end, you know, getting involved there, landing a commitment there. And then they've also got some other 2022, 2023 commitments. But if y'all guys wanted to hop in there and landing a guy like Julian Phillips who, you know, he turned down an $800,000 G League contract. And we've always talked about uh, Rick Barnes and Tennessee and NIL and not wanting to use it. I think Tennessee reached in their spire bag, and they got it done. So just a really, really crazy to see from the balls.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was a huge get. Um, last five-star to commit, you know, he's 6'8", 200. Way from, from what I've seen on his film, he's great with passing on the move. And even on his weekend with his left hand, he's still able to finish and drive to the basket as well. And he's, good. he's pretty reliable from shooting from beyond the arc. He kind of reminds me a lot of, Brandon, you probably would like this comparison. It's like a major throwback. But Corey Brewer, he kind of oh reminds God, me a lot yes. of Corey Brewer, like when you watch him play. And that's not a bad thing. Alex, I'm not going to listen to that. He was great <laughs> when he played at Florida. All right. So he was a very good basketball player at Florida. You know, I mean, if he could just get in the weight room a little bit. I mean, he's 200 pounds. He's a little scrawny. But, if, you know, we can build up some muscle a little bit, you know. Have good little diet. I think he could be. A star, I mean, potentially a six man for this team, and I don't Shut see up. why not. He won't be a big immediate impact.
3: The the only thing I'm laughing about is that Corey Brewer is just one of the most random players to score 50 in an NBA game. That's what's funny to me. <laughs> but the fact and that he, he was really, outstanding at Florida. Hey, no, he was. He absolutely was. He's part of that uh, that two time championship team. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, no, Julian Phillips. He he looks like the real deal. He's the number one player in Missouri. Uh, number 12 nationally. Um, super long athletic wing that likes to uh, run the floor really well. Um, Like y'all been saying, he's got a really nice jumper. He also takes contested mid-range pull-ups, which obviously is a big part of Rick Barnes' offense. He always sets those pin-down screens to get him curling around. Um, And he also looks like he could be a very good defender if he buys into that system. But again, a lot of people would rather just play offense instead of playing defense. So you never know how that goes. But I mean he he looks like a really good addition to put beside Triple J if he comes back and uh Viscovi if he's there, and zakai, so i mean he he helps just keep us long and athletic, and you can't really ask for much more after that so
0: yeah, honestly, I mean, is I guess he'll be enrolling in June. I definitely can see him making an immediate impact. Um, I had no idea he turned down eight hundred grand oh yeah. Like, that's pretty wild. I don't know what would possibly sway someone to do that.
1: I mean, I wonder what. In the day and age of college football and NIL contracts, you know, being a a high school recruit, it's just crazy. I I laugh and I I get so happy every day when I think about how, you know, Will Wade was so close to freedom and then he wasn't. And now we're blessed with the presence of Julian Phillips. Because this kid, I feel like he can do it all. uh, You know, an absolutely huge, huge pickup, you know, I think Tennessee lacked last year. You never had a big man they could really pass to and go get, a, go get a basket. Like, you had your guard play. They got Tennessee really, really far. But all season long, we talked after the Camel injury. Polkerson never finding himself. You know, we never had a guy who can go get a basket. And I think Julian Phillips, not only can he go down low and be your guy down low, but even on the perimeter, uh, this guy can shoot the ball. He can, you know, play offense. He's gifted as can be. He's a five-star for a reason. And I feel like this guy is like a guy – he can be our Jabari Smith of what Auburn had, or you can just pass it to him, him go get a basket. Cause you're not going to have Kennedy Chandler, but your guard play is going to be like super, super good. BJ Edwards, uh Tyrese Key now here with the Vols. You know, he came home, finally enrolled today. Both of them are on campus today that Tennessee dropped that video. So having the guard play there, hopefully get Vascobi bags a guy. You know, if you're gonna have multiple threats, I think that's what's gonna take Tennessee over the top in the Rick Barnes era because you know it's always been pass it down low to Grant or you know, then you finally had the guard play, and you finally switched over. Tennessee, finally, if they can get a complete team, buy into the defensive Rick Barnes system, like that might be able to put this team over the top. Just get out the first weekend of the tournament,
3: man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> well,
2: I'm sorry, like everyone's thinking about it, like.
3: No, I mean it's me. I,
2: I can't believe you turned down $800,000 to lose in the second round of the NCAA tournament, man.
1: just to be a first round pick. He's definitely. He's already a, He hasn't even played a, a game in college basketball. He's probably a top ten pick easily next year's draft. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I,
3: I truly don't. I don't know how. I mean, granted, I never had the opportunity to play professionally, but uh, believe it or not, I know that's a surprise. <laughs> but no way. um, I no way, I, I don't see how people pass on the opportunity to play in college because I feel like if you grew up loving a loving a college team, that yeah. like that's kind of like fulfilling your dream to play for them. I don't know. That's just me. Granted, there's also a lot of money and fame to be had once you go professional, but I don't know. I feel like there's nothing. There's nothing like playing for a college. I don't know. That's just me.
0: That whole conversation when uh, Brando was talking about not having any big guys around just made me think of Drew with Euros's double double.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying he was close twice. He was close I, twice
3: from getting a double
0: double. It or will I don't it know why. I have a really good feeling about all three of them coming in, plus if Triple J and Viscovy come back. I really have a good feeling about that group. I think that would be an awesome squad. We'll have to yeah. see obviously, but I really think that could be something.
2: The only team that would scare me is Arkansas. They're the only team that like I'm like kind of terrified of playing next year.
3: Yeah. So Arkansas?
1: Yeah. And basketball, yeah, hell yeah.
3: yeah. Arkansas always hell just matches yeah. up with us well. They 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 are always like our carbon copy, at least as of late. And Muscleman's got them playing really well all the time. So, but. Yeah. I
1: guess also we could talk about uh first the, the idea of like Rick Barnes finally buying into NIL. Because if you let that guy who's always, you know, all, you've seen last year and the year before that, whenever NIL has been introduced, all these major coaches have been retiring. And Rick Barnes, he's like determined to get it done. And, you know, he hates NIL, he hates the fact that, like, he's always hated in the idea, but if he's finally going to be accepting it, and he obviously had to, I think, in my opinion, the land a guy like Julian Phillips, who turned down when he turned down, to finally accept that, like, it's already made an impact, I feel like, because I don't know if y'all saw, but we got that uh, 2022 commit from Bronx, uh, Toby Awaka, the guy mm-hmm. from uh, Bronx, he was the Gatorade Player of the Year in New York, former AAU teammate of Zakai, and he's, like, another, I feel like, That could be like a major, major get the more people realize. 19 points average, 14 boards, a guy that's gritty, a guy that can be developed in a system like Rick Barnes. But then you also uh, got the predictions for DJ Jefferson, a 2022 small forward who's been another late bloomer, Cade Phillips, 2023. And then before the show, Tennessee got a rivals prediction for five-star small forward Justin Edwards in 2023. So, like, the recruiting, like, it's already going from, like, 180. And I think before – julian phillips like tennessee basketball is like recruiting it was so so quiet in between that and bj edwards to see that and like all you had to do is change one thing you know it might be the kryptonite of what you've always believed in but if it can kick start tennessee and get some guys here it could be dangerous not only football but nil for basketball too
0: well i mean if you look at it i mean rick barnes does not have much longer and and i don't mean <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, I came across morbid. Shoot, <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, like this is like his last time he's gonna be a coach. We assume. I mean, he's not gonna get any more contract re-ups. I wouldn't think. I would imagine this would is for twenty twenty-six right now, or 2030? Yeah, something crazy. So I would imagine you know he's kind of finally decided. Look, like if I really want to get shit done here, I'm gonna have to do this because. I think he's really got some phenomenal talent coming in. Like I said, I love that trio of guys coming in immediately. And if we return the guys we're talking about, I really think they can do something pretty special. Um, of course, we'll just have to wait and see, but I don't know. I feel really good about it for the first time in a while. And I think that he definitely just had to finally buy in and say, screw it. Like if I'm going to go in, I'm going all in. So. Yeah, we're
1: getting, give him two million. Yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever. That's why the season tickets for basketball went up to like $1,200. Oh, my God. Dear God. They went yeah. up that much? They went up a lot. I'm pretty sure one of my patients said that theirs went up over over 50%. Wow.
3: That's fucking ridiculous, like buddy. That. Yeah. yeah. Barnes said, show me the money. I'll show you the players.
0: <laughs> yeah. He said, Dr. Bring Danny Weiss, I
3: in my bag. He said, I'll go get him. Don't you worry. Balls picks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think if Tennessee can, you know, go out there, repeat, if they can get two back-to-back SEC championships in Tennessee basketball, I don't know what the stat is on that. And I probably know it's before I've fucking been born. So way before I've been born. So if you you can go out there and do that, even get a Elite Eight appearance, like infamous, you know, he'll call it raps. Like, I think that's all he wants, but – to go already have a prediction for a 2023 five-star, that tells me that Rick Barnes isn't going to be done just after this year. Like, if he does do good. Like, he's in it to stay and play this game and try to, like, finish off a strong, strong legacy more than just one year. And if that happens, we'll see. We all know how he is come March Madness and all that. But, shit, he brought us one of our first SEC championships in a long, long time. So, go out there, do that, get ready for that. It's just crazy. You never know what's going to happen, too. Like, the NCAA, they're changing rules every day, every hour, every minute. So, it's just – Absolutely crazy what college sports is coming. You just have to adapt. You know there's the one guy I'd love to see Rick Barnes recruit
2: for next year's recruiting class? LeBron's son. Get little Bronny James in there. Can you imagine how sick it would be to have LeBron over there courtside, Thompson Bowling, fucking wearing orange and white? That would be so lit.
3: That, I mean, have that, could, son there. that could only bring good publicity. I don't know why. There, there was that one time when people was like up in arms about it. I was like, do we not remember what happened this year at Vanderbilt with Scottie Pippen and his son?
2: It's not even remotely close to the same thing. We could get like it's LeBron Nike gear at Tennessee. Like that'd be so hype. We would have literally every other home game on national Bro, television. ESPN you
1: doubleheader with Bronny
3: James in college and then the Lakers after. That'd be. That's sick. what I'm saying. Okay, that, well, I'm actually on so I'm that. That's so what like so I'm sick. saying. what I'm saying think about it think about it if you're a player you get you get your choice of kds or lebrons customs so cuz you know you know Burns gets uh, kds for his or his team <clears throat> because they obviously coach for him could you imagine that i mean i, I don't know that'd be that'd be tough
2: yes yeah, and you know we could rename the Pratt pavilion to the lebron james practice facility i mean <laughs> i think it'd go really it. well with our fan base
3: put it on there if it brings yeah, me,
2: I, I mean, I don't care. I mean, like <laughs> any publicity
1: is good publicity. I mean, absolutely. I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: I don't care. Bring Aww. me the team that takes me to the final four.
1: Take me to the promised land.
2: Whatever. Write yeah. the check. If it means LeBron has to be there in courtside, I'm all for it. Bro, I'll, low I'll key, if LeBron's my, on, the,
1: if LeBron's courtside and he's arguing with the refs, we might get some calls finally.
3: So I'm kind of. I would literally saying.
1: shelve my LeBron hate for a year if it
2: meant his son came to UT. I've been LeBron know, my entire man. life. I, I
3: respect mean, that, Drew. I respect that. As a long-time Boston I, I respect that for me. I would. I mean, who cares?
0: I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of LeBron in the slightest. I think he's kind of a puss. But, again, Just how I, really feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me the team that's going to get me a Final Four appearance. I don't give a shit who it is, what it takes.
2: Because you know, you absolutely know, that LeBron's son is going to come to Tennessee. You know, all those other five-star recruits going to be like, man, LeBron's going to be on campus like every other week. Like, this is going to be so high. Oh, I'm, I'm on board. Top. LeBron, checkered board. LeBron, Nike shoes. Dude, like, it'd be genius. It'd be the best business move
3: Tennessee basketball has ever done.
0: That would be pretty wild.
3: 100%. Uh, that, that'd, be, that'd be absolutely tough. Man, you got me daydreaming now. Shoot. Hmm. I don't I'm know. I'm we, we were one of, of the 10
2: teams he on his list, so.
3: You had to tell our fan base was like, no, get him out of here. Like, why? Why would you say that?
2: You know that, like, Balls Picks and Sean Fincham and all them would hate it, but you know what? Balls Picks just they quote don't, tweeted not They don't speak picks. for the fan base.
1: <laughs> I'm not even joking. He just quote tweeted me.
0: <laughs> 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 hey, he's
3: everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's Shout pissed. out Balls
1: Picks. Shout out Jeremy Pruitt's burner account. He's pissed <laughs> because – I'll tell you what he's pissed about. He's actually pissed because – He's saying he's blaming Heifel because – or not Tennessee, but the NCAA put a rule in today that the cap uh, on 25-player classes going forward and recruiting for college football is no longer. So you can sign up as many people as you want as long as you don't exceed the 85-man roster limit. And for a team like Tennessee and a lot of other SEC teams or uh, FBS teams in general, Group 5 teams, you know, it's kind of hard to go out there and recruit in states like Florida and Georgia. They can go out there and get a few guys that, you know, might not have been on the top of their list, but still valuable players. Like Tennessee probably, you know, on defense, there's a lot of guys that might not be at the top of their list going forward. But, you know, now that there's new rules in place, if they have the extra spots, hey, might might as well bring them on campus. If it doesn't work, you can just, you know, get rid of not Not to get rid of them, but, you know, we all know how processing works in this day and age of college football, get them to another school. And that can happen for the next two years. Like you're going to be seeing a lot of teams, you know, process guys out just to process guys in because there's no rule on it now you can just all you have to do is make sure you have the 85. so it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, affects tennessee going forward i don't think they could have done anything this year because it just fucking went in effect so balls picks are another dumbass statement but on top of that well
2: i mean he was also getting like fair get furious over the fact that grant Furking i think that's his name the guy that runs you know the on three sports that's on the football team he was yeah. pissed that there was a photo of him catching a football in warm-ups. He like, He's like, he got more playing time than anyone else. And then like immediately when I told him, I'm like, that's fake news, bro. Like, he caught one pass, which was his first catch ever in three and a half years of being here against Bowling Green. And then like the guy didn't even have the nerve to respond to me after that. Dude's a clown.
1: This guy's Absolute a fucking clown. He said he said we could've <laughs> used it for portal spots, but that's just not true. It's for high school recruiting only. Because if you could go out there See, and put take portal guys to fulfill your eighty five man roster for high school that'd be fucking ridiculous
2: i mean guys we all know if Pruitt had this opportunity he would have been able to get 15 more quarterbacks and still have them behind jared garantana and eventually eventually guys we would start winning football games
0: oh my god 15 quarterbacks
3: (laughs) no more no less than 15 on roster just all playing behind number two Also, did y'all see
1: uh, Trey Wallace, good friend of the show, he broke the news earlier. The NCAA Council has announced conference championship games can be determined by the best two teams in conference, no matter what side of the conference they're on. Are you telling no. me we're about to be in the day and age? I know SEC, they're going to pod systems soon, right? We're going to have probably four pods. So I don't understand how this will work regardless. But you're telling me for the next two years until they do figure it out, the pod system, that we can have two East teams or two West teams in the SEC championship? Because he what? followed up, he followed up and said the Pac-12 has already announced they've changed formats. Uh, it's now the two teams with highest conference winning percentage. So if you have two teams in the West like Bama and A&M or Bama and LSU on the other side, or like a Georgia-Tennessee, like that would be stupid.
3: Oh, 100%. settle
2: down. That's not
1: going to happen with the SEC. <laughs> Just relax,
2: okay? What they I should do is if we're going to break into the pod system, we should have a playoff. Where the top four teams of each oh pod my God. play in a semifinal, then championship. Imagine the carnage. My, my God, it'd it
3: it
1: it it be the greatest <laughs> move in the history of college football. Tennessee semifinal, versus Auburn. That'd be the sickest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ever. Could you imagine?
2: Could you imagine an SEC championship where it was Florida versus Tennessee? The number of arrests and oh cost God. of damage would be astronomical. <laughs>
1: Way worse this than this has to happen. Game. Oh my god! Oh, I, now, oh see, absolutely. <laughs> reading <laughs> it, reading it. I'm not even close to four. But when you put it like that, I'm kind of fucking that's ready. <laughs> four <laughs> hey, pods. Man, man.
2: Four pods of four teams. Top four, the winners of each pod playing a semifinal. The one, the highest, the best record plays the worst record pod. They play each other. Winners go to the SEC championship in Atlanta.
0: I wait,
3: love that. Wait, it'd be it'd be four four pods of four teams, right? Yeah, because yeah, they're going so to each side: Oklahoma, so Oklahoma then, and Texas makes sixteen. So then you would have so, to play each team in your pod. So there's three games, and then you would mm-hmm. get one from uh, one from each other pod. So make six total. Or how would your you could do?
2: Be? You could do maybe like one permanent rival. So. Ours naturally, of course, would be Alabama because we have yeah. to have a guaranteed loss. The SEC okay. knows that. And then we would have play other teams as well, and that potentially adds another out of conference game, which I wouldn't be opposed to.
1: So, so you play you play the three teams in your pod, yes. and then it's a team from a team from each pod once, so six. And, and that alternates. So that's six games. You're on what a twelve game season. You have your yeah. permanent rival. Yeah, so you so have. That your makes four, it seven. Yeah, that makes it seven. And, and then, then you, you have, have, your have four five, out, of five, games, five out, five of out of conference games, or five. Five out of conference
2: games, and the rule I'd make is four Power Five opponents in the out of conference, and then one FCS opponent because you know we gotta we gotta help our little friends out over there in East Tennessee, part, like ETSU. Oh that, so, that was more
3: local business. Guys,
1: guys, put me in the committee right now. I am a fucking genius. <laughs> my mind is actually, but there's been a lot of terrible pod system takes, but I don't, I think the best one just happened on Valls ATV.
0: I think so too. I really like it. I see no problems with it. Um, it also just kind of I mean, honestly, look at if they look at strength of schedule. Still, I mean, you would be fucking gold on that if we had all those opponents to play.
3: No, because that, that, that also he, that also pairs up uh, Texas and Oklahoma every year, right? Yeah, that'd be a Texas,
2: Oklahoma, and Texas A and M. So Missouri, oh be four yeah, pod. Yeah, yeah, that it would put be Missouri
1: big. in there. That four man pod would be elite. Yeah, true.
2: So it would make the most sense for our pod to be like Kentucky, Vanderbilt, us, and then maybe Georgia. But naturally, because we all know that the yeah, SEC hates hated. us with a passion, we'll get Georgia, we'll get Alabama, we'll <laughs> get Florida. Auburn and or Florida, or they'll find a way to fuck us and put LSU in there too. So, Not yeah, um, the, rum- the
1: rumored ones I've seen have been like Tennessee, uh, Auburn, Bama, and Vanderbilt in a four-man pod. And that wouldn't be too bad because if they cancel each other out and you get your win over Vanderbilt and then you also you beat Auburn and then have Auburn beat Bama on a lucky year, like you're in there. Especially if you like, if you're just going to go to the four-man, you know, conference championship kind of tournament, like you said, the best pod team of each pod, and then four go in there, like that'd be pretty fucking sick. And you wouldn't have to like; it'd be the easiest path for Tennessee going forward. Then you got to think about they're going to expand the college football playoff and all that. But I'd be so hyped for the uh, the out of conference part because like we had that announcement with Virginia for next year. It's not even this upcoming season, but for next year. And like, I'm already looking forward to that. And it's the whole season after this away. Like, yeah, I agree. Playing in Music City, I agree, is awful. But playing a team like Virginia in the ACC is pretty sick.
2: No, it's not. Like we're playing Syracuse <laughs> in two years. Who cares?
1: Yo, like, I'd rather is have us. It's an easy ass sk- We got we played Sy- we played two ACC opponents next year. Yeah, I would
2: literally would rather have us go to Provo and play the Mormons. Okay, that'd be much cooler on <laughs> national television. I mean, we're gonna probably play a four o'clock kickoff against Virginia on SEC Network. Which will be fine, but like it's just I doubt it's we need SEC to play i oh, it'll be it'll be SEC network or ESPN two, one or the other.
1: Yeah, probably ESPN. But we need to play
2: better opponents, man. Like I'm so sick and tired of us playing like bowling green and ball state and Virginia. Like, give me Miami. You know what? Give me hell, give me Notre Dame. I don't I don't care. Give me fucking Memphis. I that's, don't care. That's just, what I was like, gonna say. Something tight.
0: I want I want Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame. It. Let's take all of the I mean, people I, that I hate.
2: Yeah. Yes, because last it. time we did that, we played Oregon in 2013 and we lost 35,000 to zero. I'm going to put field. a spin on this though, We need winnable out conference, but it needs to be respectable. Okay. I mean, like I Bowling think, Green. My
0: man is going to get these wins. What are you talking about? Losing the confidence, man. I'm not losing the
2: confidence, but let's be Drew, realistic do- here. Drew,
1: Wait, hold this on. is the same guy that last week when I said we're going five and zero and we're going to be five and zero against Bama. He's been shitting on my take for weeks. This guy is the known neg of all the show. For weeks. I've been like I've I've stayed one firm stance. We're not beating Florida.
2: So Drew, stop this out. foolishness, okay? We <laughs> Boy, need winnable out-of-conference okay. opponents. Okay? I agree. I'm not I talking agree. about Ohio State. Virginia's not impressive. <laughs> if you played like Wisconsin or Iowa or hell, Florida State is more
1: appealing than Virginia. I
2: mean, what has Virginia ever done
1: at? Like, they're good at basketball. That's it. So on that on that take, I kind of agree because this year we were supposed to play what Army. We ended up, you know, switching it out with Akron. Then we were you know, we got, so we got Ball State, Akron. Uh, what is it after that? UT e. Martin or something. Before and Tennessee that. School for the Blind as well.
3: Yeah. Chill, chill. <laughs> what?
1: Dear God, really
2: funny. <laughs> So
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna put a spin. I know this out of conference, but if you have those three games and you're excited about you know going out there and playing Ball State. You got to be, you know, a year away, kind of excited, even though it's going back to the Mid-State after the Purdue game. It's, it's still a stinger in my stomach. But playing against a team like Virginia, like that'll be on ESPN or ESPN2, a national game, ACC versus SEC. Doesn't happen a lot. And then the been lately, like if Arch Manning realistically goes and follows his like mom's side of the family to Virginia in 2023 and Nico opens up against Arch Manning in 2023 in Nashville, you're telling me you're not going to be hyped week one? Of that game, like what?
2: Because our quarterback next year, starting quarterback is going to be Joe Milton. Oh,
1: Uh, I I kind of see that trotting out, but like I don't know, Nico is going to easily get playing time. Joe Milton's going to go out there, and you know it's going to be,
2: you know I, I hate to make this comparison, but it's going to be kind of like a little bit like Jerry Colquitt, where you know he finally waited his turn, and after the first drive he gets a season ending injury. They throw out Nico. Nico looks like shit. But Nico progresses throughout the year to become a first-round draft pick later on. I mean, that's just what's going to happen, naturally. Especially if a Manning's going to be on the other side playing for Virginia. Like, (laughs) that has to happen.
0: Oh, my God.
3: Who hurt you,
1: Drew?
2: (laughs) i just being realistic. I'm, like, I'm not trying to get my hopes up with football. Basketball, different
0: story. That's what's crazy though, because even yeah, even if at we at
1: least have... my
2: arguments, at least my arguments, unlike Vols' picks, are like rational. They kind of like make sense, and like there's reasoning behind it. It's just not random blabber and like having hype look like Mister Rogers or something ridiculous. So,
3: <laughs> Hey, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, Stone Cold Balls ninety eight says, Drew or Stephen A. Smith? Question <laughs> mark.
2: I think that is the greatest compliment I think anyone's ever given us. Thank you. I mean, no. A. Smith is my idol, so. No,
3: you want to be J.J. Reddick. You know you want to be J.J. Reddick. You know no, what he's no.
2: About. No. Like, Stephen A. Smith has all the memes, so.
3: <laughs> yeah, for takes like that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're memorable. You'll remember it. You don't, you're not going to remember what J.J. Reddick's valid argument was. You're going to remember the ridiculous <laughs> shit that I said.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm hyped for this year because I know Drew, you know, he has his doubts for this season after our portal additions on defense. But, you know, you did, you did land a little bit of help on defense. You know, it's not a terrible, terrible, you know, upgrade for next season. I feel like you got a lot of guys that are coming back, you know, open up, try to get that revenge game on Pitt. You know, if you can really lead off the brand of Tennessee football and have a crazy year this year, I just think that does happen 2023. Like next season we're like set up. For future seasons to like keep improving. 2023 looks like a really favorable schedule. This year, you have, you know, like at least six or seven guaranteed wins, should win eight or nine. Just getting right back on that stage. If Nico does come in and live up to the hype, like there's no reason. The process from what we thought would be like a seven, eight year process for Tennessee football is turning into like a two or three or four season.
3: Hey, we're just we're waiting on uh, the football team to finish the Holy Trinity and get them an SEC championship. Yeah, basketball won, baseball won, oh, did it. Oh my god, hey, no, we are waiting on stop. number three. We <laughs> We're waiting stop. on number three, boys and girls. That's all. Yeah, also-
2: and guess what? Guess what? We're gonna be waiting for number three for quite some time, guys. So let's simmer down a Why do so, you say Because that? it's true. You I'm not, not like I'm not gonna thing? go like drink this Vals hey. Kool Aid. I've been doing that for 23 years. I'm not doing it. Well, then keep drinking. my lesson.
3: Pour you another cup because we're gonna do it. Oh Drew, God, Drew, how, how, Drew how
1: sad were you when Jalen Robinson went to Ole Miss and we lost another portal guy I mean I didn't really care personally
2: but I I, I mean like it was one of those things where like it would have been nice to have him just for more depth but like we already got Brew McCoy that was like our top guy so yeah he would obviously yeah, play
1: inside in the slot but
2: and you know I mean he would probably live in good depth and slot behind you know maybe Jalen Hyatt but honestly though we got Brew that's all we needed and you know i it'd be good for all these other guys, you know, like, you know, Nimrod and them as well. Well, they'll yeah. get those opportunities to get on the field. So it'll be all right.
1: I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call my early sleeper. Cause we're going to go four wide a lot next year. Cause he's like, <clears throat> they said, uh, Tennessee, like, you know, they held back a lot of the offense year one of going to year two. And I've mentioned, you know, every time they go from year one to year two, the uh, offense under Josh Hypo, it always makes a drastic improvement. So going four wide and you thought it was bad for the defense last year. The offense went really, really slow with a lot more running than they're kind of prone to use to to, of doing. They kind of go, like, more heavy air raid and making more big plays and chunks like that just to give the defense a break in year one. I've been told that, like, year two, they're just going to let it go out all out and go even faster, which is absolutely ridiculous because they were averaging a play every, like, 2.99 seconds, which is stupid. So if they're going to go even faster, and we thought it was bad for the defense now, like, I think we just got to prepare that this season's going to be, like, 45 38 and I'm fine with that. Like being SEC opponents 45-38. Like go out there, have a fucking Big 12 game. But if you're gonna win, it's a W. So I agree. I agree. Well,
0: that's where it should be. I don't I don't give a shit. how exciting is it to watch a phenomenal offense? I mean, for the first time in literally forever. Like there's really nothing like it. It makes games exciting. It makes me like think we have a chance in the last five seconds because we can score in five seconds like it's honestly kind of incredible
2: i don't know i really miss just being in the i formation and watching garantano for like 15 oh yards over God. someone's head and average 10 points a half so
1: really miss guys that. guys we have a we have a youtube comment from the man chris foster and you know he's he's sick of drew shit so. oh is he now
2: what do you got to say, Chris?
1: <laughs> he said, guaranteed he asked me four years ago to the Vols baseball as the number one team that wins a conference title. He'd be like, not in this crappy stadium. <laughs> and It's damn true. That's probably a quote
3: from Drew's Twitter. I guarantee you.
1: Drew, four years ago, be like, we just hired this stupid guy named Tony Vitello. John Curry is awful. We have nothing idea. I, uh,
2: I totally forgot. I totally forgot all three of you were like, oh my God, this is gonna be the greatest coach in the history of Tennessee baseball.
0: <laughs> shut <laughs> the
2: hell up. I am not going to
0: If we're to looking for um screenshots from Drew's Twitter, I'm sure DR Vall probably has something similar to yeah. that. Yeah. You know what? Like, you know, Vol, if it reaches man.
2: that point, I'd be honored to have DR Vall to like go through the like, you know, the time portal and snatch up some <laughs> tweets I've made from five years ago. Like I
0: Oh man, he hey, totally that
2: that's validating. such a ridiculous. All right, Chris. Like, thank you for listening to the show. I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything because apparently I've hurt too many people's feelings on the show the last two weeks. <laughs> but that's a ridiculous comment. No one in their right mind thought Tony Vitello was going to be the best baseball coach in America <laughs> in less oh than four God. years. And to to validate your argument, yes, we do still have a shithole of a stadium, so that's why we're making improvements on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gotta make improvements on every stadium. That's fucking oh, crazy. Drew. Yeah.
0: I love the YouTube comments. God it you know? it's it's
1: awesome.
2: Oh, that's it adds fun. another element to the show.
0: We've got to start like promoting that better cuz I don't I've I yeah. didn't even know that we had a YouTube until about a month and a half ago. <laughs> hey,
3: if, I, yeah. if we could yeah. if we could get the Twitter comments up there too. That would be elite, but I don't know if that's even plausible. Yeah, guys, uh, you, mean you, can, you, can, that, you can you can that click guy the link. Been, I know like, it's
2: blown up my feed today. Yeah, it's really
1: crazy in this fish or
2: whatever his name but, is. Gilfish. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: G promote not attacking something. uh not attacking umpires we've done it plenty times in the show and now we're going to promote not attacking balls atv members like drew drew is a normal human being we love drew and we're not
0: guys for i have no feelings better.
2: okay you know when you tweet mean things <laughs> when you comment mean things it breaks my heart okay so let's not do that that's not very nice
0: to be fair we- we're supposed to be a ball family <laughs> to be fair, we promoted non-physical violence on umpires. So non-physical violence on Drew, but you can always roast his ass on here. I'm, Give I'm, me the verbal, hey, I'm here for it. Like, hey. I'll
2: fire back. I'll take the bait any day of the week, every time.
1: YouTube.com slash Around the Block. That's what people probably get stuck on, that our, our YouTube is under the Around the Block network. If you search up Hard Knocks UT Around the Block, it'll pop up. But oh. here on Twitter, it's uh, Hard Knocks. It just falls ATB. But, yeah, definitely adds a cool element, even though Drew does get a lot of slander. Even on our, our you know, duo week, he got slandered. So, we're fucking See,
2: good. you know what makes such a, a very good podcast? You have to have one guy on there that everyone just hates his guts with the ridiculous comments that they make or whatever the reason is. I'm more than happy to be that person. Like, I've told you that from day one. Like, I hope I am the Stephen A. Smith of the show. If people just, they hate my guts, I love it. I'm
1: all for yeah. it. This guy was bred by Fox Sports Knox, but I'm sure you can handle it. Like, oh, I've heard worse, trust me. I've heard a lot worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a spiral of a show. That's funny. Oh, man.
0: Seriously. Okay. That's, like that's off
3: topic? No way.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. so
2: I did want to ask you guys this question, though, since I think we already kind of answered it a little bit, but still want to ask it in a formal way, per se. Um, since we are opening up with Virginia next year, what are teams that you would like to see that we play against out of conference in the future for the next 10 years?
1: Yeah. So for for my list, I put, uh, it's already kind of a future thing, but I'm really looking forward first to the one in Washington, the home and home against mm-hmm. Washington. That's going to be fucking sick just because they're Navy versus our ball Navy. And then going out there, it's literally on the West Coast. So we don't really play a lot on the West Coast. And then also I was thinking, obviously I want to play Memphis again in football. Uh, I feel like having guys, like we don't have a lot of like real, real robberies out of conference, Play in Memphis, that'd be a dog fight every single year. And then I want to go play uh, after seeing Auburn play up there this year. I want to go play Penn State in a whiteout game. That would be absolutely sick. Orange and white in a whiteout game at night. Sign me up, bro. James Franklin, fuck
3: yes. Come on,
1: Hypo versus I Franklin. I don't. People
3: I don't have a top really to three necessarily, um, but I do. I, you already mentioned it earlier, Drew. I'm biased to this one, but I think Tennessee and Miami should meet up. Because I do think that mm-hmm. those are two programs that are back <clears> on the rise from an early or late 90s, early 2000s run. Um, and they both kind of fell on hard times since. But I think it, I honestly think it makes sense because, like us, we, we at least look like we're riding the ship right now. And then uh, there's a lot of hype around Miami football with bringing in Mario Cristobal and what <sighs> the work he's already done. Um, so I, I would love to see that. Um, Drew or Brando, you raise a good point with the Washington game with the uh, the navies meeting up i think that one's going to be a fun one and lo i think you i think you also raised a good one with ohio state i think that one i just want to be like at that stadium just to see what it looks like uh because i heard that the atmosphere is incredible so i want to see what that atmosphere is but obviously walking into that stadium and disappointing all them fans will be a ton of fun so but that's that's all
1: right (laughs) true come on man Someone yes, said, let's I play Notre Dame. Dame. Yes. Notre Dame. Yes. Notre, he also said Clemson. And then Notre Chris followed nah, nah. yeah. up. He said, a UCF home and home, FSU home and home, Clemson home and home, and then Memphis home and home. And then Nashville. no more Nashville game. No no,
0: no, no Nashville,
3: Nashville
1: game. Y'all want to go play get in the, the dumb city here. of Memphis, no. though? Do you want to I mean, play? The have Knox you stadium seen? Okay, oh my ball. God! Well, have okay, yeah, seen the, talk the renovations they're yeah, yeah, yeah. doing
2: to the bowl? That's fucking. You seen the renovations they're doing to that stadium? It's that's wild. fucking
1: nuts. Because Memphis, I don't know if everyone knows in the the crazy fiasco, they're joining the Big Twelve. So like, they got all this shitload of money that you know Memphis, the city, probably has not seen in like decades. But the university is getting it, sadly, not the city. And uh, they're building a crazy football stadium. I don't know how to affect you know the bad things in the city, but the football stadium is going to be like really really nice. So. I mean that
2: city can't get any worse.
0: (laughs) Um I'm still sticking I'm still sticking with Notre Dame, Clemson. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see Michigan. That would be solid. Um and I don't really give a shit if they're really good programs because we're about to be really we are a really good program historically, but we're on the come up and if we want everyone to start respecting us again, (laughs) we're gonna have to beat some of these big names. Seriously. Like, I'm sick of We're playing good. Akron and Ball State. I
1: think, like, I think beating like Pitt this it. year – like, beating Pitt it has to be the team we have to beat. That's going to put – like, that's the only team we play out of conference that can, you know, like – I think they're ranked, like, number nine, top ten in the country. Have that USC transfer quarterback. They lost Jordan Addison, but Pitt – they beat us last year in Neyland after that crazy shit show, you know, Joe Milton era. And then to go out there, like, you have Hen and Hooker, your true offense, you know, some transfers on each side. There's no reason that you shouldn't go out there and beat that team in pit. And if you beat an ACC team, you know, year two after you lost to them the first time, that's an exclamation point in itself. That's as big as it's going to get for this team, besides beating Florida at home too, which is going to happen, Drew. So,
2: so I'm just going to disregard that comment that Brando made. But I do agree, though. Like I would love a home and home with Notre Dame. Like, historically, we've actually played them many times. I think we've played them ten or twelve times in our history. So it'd be awesome to play play there again. I would like to see a home and home with Iowa. I think Iowa would be a pretty sweet one. I know we've only played them in bowl games in a neutral site over in New Jersey back in the 80s, but I feel like they got a pretty awesome stadium, pretty cool atmosphere there. And this one's going to, like, y'all are going to be surprised at this one, but I would love a home and home with Arizona State. I feel like that would be sick if we had a home and home with Arizona State oh, and go back to Tempe, Arizona.
1: Arizona State? That would be pretty sick. Yeah. The sun, I love their uniforms.
2: Sun Devils, beautiful campus. You know, we won the championship there in ninety-eight. I think it would be sick. I think it'd be awesome. Okay. Get rid of this nonsense with Ball State and ETSU and Tennessee Tech and the Wisconsin School to death. Like, I don't want to play these like lousy opponents. Yeah. I want good good games, good teams, winnable games, and winnable. Winnable right. teams. So, so Ohio a lot of state's complete, not winnable. So
1: a complete curveball before we get back on the teams thing. You mentioned Arizona, and I don't want to lose this thought before I ask Drew. I really wanted to get his opinion on this. Arizona, the Cardinals, they have signed a guy, a quarterback, by the name of Jared Garantano. I wanted to get Drew's thoughts on that.
2: <laughs> I mean, Nathan Peterman is still in the NFL. So, like, it do, I guess, like, it doesn't matter how god-awful you are in college, that you'll have an opportunity regardless. So, I mean, if Nathan Peterman and Matt Sims can get opportunities in the league and Jonathan Crompton, I'm not surprised in the slightest that Jared Garantano made a practice squad. So... Congrats for him. You know, he'll make his firm $25,000 being there for two weeks. So I'm sure that'll be awesome for him. Great experience. But, uh, you know, he'll he'll just be like the rest of us, just working a typical nine to five job somewhere. So
0: I mm-hmm. wish I was working nine to five. <laughs> That'd be nice.
2: Actually, he'd probably be more like us working 7 a.m. to
1: six. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Stancy, man.
1: I would be down with a Cincinnati.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: A Cincinnati. Series. We played in Not a Walk. A while ago, did we? We played them at. Was it 2011? I think we played them. Way, way back.
3: That'd be you, all all you see see remember. Played, y'all here. remember? you remember who the head coach of Cincinnati was when we played them? A
2: the wild Butch time. Jones. It was. Oh Butch Jones. my Jones. It, it was stupid. Defensive
3: coordinator Tim Banks. Hey, Derek Dooley ran Butch Jones out of Neyland Stadium by like what fifty-four to twenty-seven or something like that. That was, you know,
2: it's hard to Dear believe. God. That was the biggest win in Derek Dooley's tenure. <laughs> Easily, then, it was. Hey, I mean, like,
3: and then we were like, "Let's bring that man in here and play some games on our team." <laughs> brick by brick, baby. Yeah, if Derek Dooley boat racing you, I don't, I don't know that you should come come to the, at that school.
2: <laughs> Guys, we should do a home and home with Purdue. Fuck no. So I mean, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I, I met,
1: I met the people of India, North Indiana, of Purdue fans, and then let me tell you, I never want to meet them again. I never want to see the people that I saw in that stadium when I walked out. Never again. So
2: I have, I have a great story about Purdue fans, and it was the Auburn basketball game. It was that like, same day. We went to Tommy Trent's over there on Market Square, and apparently there was this wedding reception happening there, full of Purdue fans. I don't know why they were in Knoxville in the first place. Really oh, random place to have places. your wedding at. They were, like, just obnoxious as hell, and I decided with my $3 I had left in my barstool account that I would bet all my money on Michigan State beating Purdue. They did. And they got so redneck angry that I was talking shit to them that they told us they were originally going to pay for our bill, like all of our buddies' bills. But they're like, we don't want to deal with that greasy douchebag of your friend over there uh, talking shit to us the entire time. And I was like, well, you know what? That's what you get for fucking screwing us over in the Music City Championship. So,
0: Well.
1: Yeah, they can go to hell. I think Drew needs some counseling for the fact of Warren Burrell and his actions in the music city. <laughs> I
3: was gonna say this this is a safe space. Let it out, Drew. Let it out.
2: <laughs> There's like, you know, there was a lot of moments that like have given me PTSD as a Tennessee football fan over the last ten years. That's
1: one of them. I had, you know, I had two traumatic experiences for this fan base. It's crazy, you know, to still have positive energy. We went through old Miss and Purdue, and we're still looking forward to the future. Like in recruit, like you know, I would like normal Tennessee fans. Us like two years ago, we would have already been down and out. Like, all right, fire the fucking guy, like whatever. Down and out? Are you kidding me? No, we went through where we were.
2: We beat LSU in Death Valley, and then Dooley had seventeen players on the field for some reason. And then at the Music City Bowl, North Carolina, and I was there. My twelve-year-old self was there, freezing my ass off saw fifteen thousand North Carolina players on the field and they still got to snap the ball and win the game. So we've gone through everything. We've gone through everything. I mean if if that if that from last from Ole Miss and Purdue game, if that made you just stop, then you were never a real fan in the first place.
0: Well I went through a literal fractured collarbone at Ole Miss and still made it to the game by halftime. So and watched the shit show, and we still lost. And I'm still fucking excited about it.
1: That show's fucking crazy. No regrets. Wildest, yeah. Wildest game I've ever been to. I agree, basically. Peter. Peter with an underrated thing. Derek Dooley talk on this show should be banned. <laughs> and you know who it all comes <laughs> from? You know who it all comes well, from? The, 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 the guy himself in the bottom right. That guy oh, right oh, there. Oh, really? Oh, oh wait. I, I was First of all, he's the
2: one up here in the office of your uncle Al mentioned <laughs> Cincinnati twenty eleven. Okay, we have never even talked about that, that clown of a head coach that was our head coach for three years. If it wasn't for Uncle Al, so that was I mean. shame on you, Brando. Shame. That was I no
3: I, was not I, I apologize. I just thought it was shame funny. I thought I thought we were all friends here. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> but, but I, agree, uh, Peter. I will I say. Agree. I will say we did have Ohio Vol also on our Twitter chat saying, what about Oak State, Gundy versus Hive? Oh so, shit. I think that would be a lot of fun nice. because every time, every time we come up with a coach and search, Mike Gundy's name gets circulated so he can get a pay raise. But I think it would be a lot of fun to play against him and, know, and just have That's two fire, fire of uh, coaches on you, either You side. never know what Oklahoma State you're going to get because they were like
1: complete trash last year and then they go out there against Caleb uh, Williams in Oklahoma. When that when that rivalry game like they shocked the world, the whole Lincoln Riley he destroyed Lincoln Riley's future at
3: Oklahoma. I'm convinced like that man up and dipped the next day. They truly are like either nine and nine and three, ten and two, or just like four and eight, like It'll just be, randomly. Like, they they, they, they never Beach finish like Oklahoma. middle of the pack. They're like either at the top for no reason or at the bottom for no reason. You're right. You have I right. mean I'd love to have a nine and three, 10 and two season. <laughs> I wonder what's
2: that.
3: that like. I take a few of those.
2: <laughs> I take a few of those any day of the week. I, I,
1: yeah, I take a couple
2: 10-2s, <laughs> follow the four and eight. I'll take that any day of the week easily. Yeah. Better you than being know, five no. and seven or six and six every year.
1: <laughs> talk about the fact that like all these teams we want to play in the future. But honestly, like you can tell me anybody's name. Like with the people how we're recruiting right now, the names I'm hearing for like a 2023 class. And you think about those guys three, four years down the road, I'll I'll play like anybody, like Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC. I feel like if you go out there, you throw guys like Nico, you know, surround him with guys like Carnell Tate, other five-star wide receivers. Like you're getting like legit traction on the recruiting trail right now where you're getting like, you know, certain guys you're valuing more and having weekends upcoming like that. Like just the guys that we're about to start bringing in, if you can do that and continue the offense and the system that Hypo builds and building on family and everything, get the team close – Boy, like anybody, you can tell, give me anybody. Ohio State, Clemson. I think we're going out there and winning. Bama, we're beating Bama. Is that what you're saying? No, but Josh oh. Pate, We can mention that. Y'all hear Josh Pate? Well, uh-huh. He said he said he said that, uh, in the the betting odds right now they support the fact that Tennessee has a better chance of beating Bama than Texas A and M and LSU right now. That's pretty crazy. I man. mean,
2: I I would believe that.
1: I mean, LSU is going to be god awful. I think they'll probably yeah. wind up
2: finishing six or six this year. And dude, A and M is like the most overrated team in the country every single season. I mean, that team gets so much hype for no apparent reason. I and mean, then they always wind up going eight and four.
1: So, so, so you think you think that uh, we're not starting off five and up? You think LSU is going six and six, but we're not beating LSU in Death Valley? No, because
2: we haven't beaten LSU in Death Valley since two thousand five, Brando. We haven't. Well, beaten we we
1: Florida did beat them for five in six seconds. years, and then, the, and then the, the thing happened with that coach you mentioned. Oh, in- uh, oh uh, yeah,
2: the doofus, that one
3: guy. <laughs> that one guy that's yeah. anymore is Joe. Yeah. The broken hip guy.
2: I mean, all realistically ones. from a paper to paper, we should beat LSU. But I I'm not going to believe that until that clock hits 0 and we have more points on the scoreboard than they do. Actually, 20
0: minutes after the clock hits 0. Just 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's true because they can until, always change something. Until all those players are so. off the Obviously. field
3: <laughs> and that scoreboard is turned off, that's when I believe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like teams, teams when they lose their head coach, they kind of
1: like, you know, we got fucked by most because we lost. Not only did we lose a head coach, but we got fucked by the NCAA in the process. So we lost so many roster spots. And like it would have been nice to have like a rule that just got, a, you know, rolled in today, like two years ago. and We got fucked by Pruitt and we could have just refilled right then and there with high school kids as much as we wanted. But, you know, teams like LSU and Florida, they're also on the bad side of this because they just lost a ton of players from Ed O and, you know, the Dan Mullen era. So they're like severely, severely have depth problems, which is why I'm so confident about playing them just after like how it affected us. And then the stats all around in the SEC for a year two head coach, for like Ole Miss and other teams going 10 and two, if the trajectory is up for us. It's going down for them. Like on paper, it just makes sense for Tennessee to go out there and win those games like that. And it could definitely be like beating a big SEC West team like that would be huge. But I just, I don't know. I think the biggest star like that five and zero oh, cause Josh Pate talked about it. If you go in five and zero on the third Saturday in October, a lot of kids my age, like twenty one, they don't know what the third Saturday in October is like truly, truly about. And you know, to be five and zero, if you do have that happen, imagine Neal and State. Like we thought old Miss was fucking crazy. Just on a little closer note, that would be fucking insane. Knoxville would be crazy.
2: I agree. You know, it's always it's always great to dream. You know, but. <laughs> That's when reality kicks in and just hits you right in the face like that. It ain't happening. So
1: Drew, everyone can see it but you. And Andrew even agrees. He says that you have the worst case of battered ball syndrome he's ever seen. <laughs> I, think I,
2: so. I think I deservedly so. I think It's just called being a realist. You say ball battered syndrome. I say I'm just being realistic. You know what? So... Yeah,
3: because you bad.
0: That's fine. Bro.
2: <laughs> that's fine. I don't, I don't want to hear any of you people go on voluntary reaction when we lose to Florida in a heartbreaking fashion and be like, this damn bullshit. And the rest is be like, no. Like, I told you, like, I told you we're going to lose this game. We always do. So it's better to get that out of the way and move on than as opposed to holding on to something that's not going to happen.
0: We need to bookmark this because I'm that's curious to get a, a closer, and we go through our big season review, like right before football starts, and then game by game. I want to know if Drew changes his stance at all as we get closer. So well, I'll that's what, what I've been this. predicting.
2: I I will I will at least say this: after 14 bush lights on game day, I will probably convince myself that we would win that game. All right, I will say that. Yeah. So when you hear me on game day say that. Just know it's because I'm like at least a case deep, all right. But <laughs> sober, we're not winning this game.
3: Hey, they, they, I got, say, uh, they say the truth comes out when you drink, Drew. That's all I'm saying. I, I uh, got the, you. Just believe
2: anything you want to believe. Your <laughs> heart comes out when you're drunk. That's not always a good Dear thing. Dude,
1: I got a, I got pre-approved for uh by work the other day for all the games off in the season, and now I've been thinking about, especially after like the show and during the show. Is the fact like all of us, and especially being around Drew, because like last year was a different crew, this year with this crew and having a crazy man like Drew and dealing Stadium, I just think it's gonna be crazy. Like the balls, ATB content for football, being around each other, is gonna be fucking insane.
0: I'm and sure We're, we're
1: yeah, in the yeah, yeah. We're all in. We're all in. Into so Florida week, you know damn well by game day, Drew's gonna be on the fucking page, tweeting out, let's cook some fucking gator or something crazy. <laughs> No, we're gonna be, no, be three or four and zero. No. We're gonna beat Pitt in Pitt, and Drew's gonna be like, "All right, this is the SEC championship for you." I promise you.
3: Three hours before game starts, Drew's gonna be like, "Hey, join me for my post game, my post game live celebration after we beat Florida." <laughs> no, no.
1: You
2: I would first. Be all, I wouldn't do. Far, I wouldn't right. do like a live celebration. I'd just tell you to meet me at
1: Cool teams. So we we <laughs> saw the video of Drew to the Kentucky fans after the basketball in the in the group chat. Imagine what Drew's gonna to do to Gator fans going out of Newland if we beat them in 2022. I mean, I nearly
2: fought like a group of like Ole Miss fraternity brothers after that, after that game in October. So Florida will only be ten times worse for sure. So,
0: Oh, man. God. I was there the last time we beat Florida. And honestly, I just sat in there for like 45 minutes because it was just that remarkable.
3: Hey, I honestly. teared up. Yeah, guys <laughs> like me, teared me up recently,
1: that really good point. <laughs> guys like me, all the young have no ideas about the good old days with Bama. The best Bama memory I have of my entire life, was either, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin getting the field goal blocked right when we're about to go out there and kick it the win. I was at, like, an old Charlie's in Dixon, Tennessee. Or the other one was actually thinking we had a chance with so dumbass JG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thinking we had a chance with JG, and then he fucking – he takes it under his own will and fumbles the fucking ball. So, yeah, I have no recollection of Tennessee and Bama. No, nothing good at all.
0: There's we're all pretty others, young, right? aren't we? <clears throat> like all pretty young? Like, I don't have any good memories. I mean, really? the
1: last time we beat
2: them, I was eight. I don't so, think a single one of us is over 30. No. Dear God. I mean, you what? think I was almost 30? Jesus Christ. <laughs> almost.
0: <laughs> Even <in> the
1: prog <laughs> I know. am not that old.
2: Holy fuck.
1: <laughs> Drew, if I saw you behind a VolQuest message board, I thought you were like 70, like fucking true negative.
2: <laughs> well, in fairness, my VolQuest username is vol for life or 98. So, like the Facebook, like vol for life or like V-A-W-L. Like that style too. So, ball for Laugh. Oh, dude. Ball god. for Laugh from '98. Yeah. So, if you see me call, comment on ball class, that's that's me. So.
0: Oh my god.
2: But I am not ball So, so do not do not associate me with that man.
1: All right. Don't want oh, to hear man, that. Man, you're kind of kind of sus.
2: Yeah, today,
3: you uh, you, uh sound mean. similar. <laughs> coincidentally,
1: <laughs> coincidentally, he live oh, tweets me and quote tweets me during the show. Right. This guy never has seen my boss like, That's oh, an oh, alibi. alibi. It's just crazy. Brando, I'm just doing all life. this
2: on my phone. Like, I literally, I don't have a computer here. Like, I'm not, not video, like, I don't have a video camera on my computer. I'm literally doing this on my phone. So how could I possibly quote tweet you while the show's going on? I literally would have to, like, move it around.
3: Wait, now. I have a question. Have we ever seen Drew and Volspix in the same place at the same time?
2: Has anyone ever seen Balls Picks outside of his Balls Picks? Like, whatever? Bro. Like that's yeah, a ridiculous that thing. That man's
1: name is Matt – I don't want to, you know, blast him on the air. That man's name is Matt
2: Daniels. Blast
0: him. Boy
3: that boy's name is Drew.
1: That man's name is Matt Daniels. That man has an Instagram. He follows – Ball. the Balls Picks Instagram follows his account. He got blasted by uh, Trey Wallace or someone, I think. It was hilarious. Yeah. He, he hasn't posted about He's it since. Like, if, you, it. If, if you reply it's to that man saying – say, if you reply to that man saying your name is Matt Daniels, he won't reply to you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like message him yeah.
2: tonight see if we can get him oh, on the show next yeah. week. <laughs> what do you guys think? We get trio him, Tons. Sean Fincham, <laughs> Sab. I mean, we get the whole entire the trio. You know. Oh y'all,
3: funny.
1: Dear God, Drew's bringing oh, fucking God. fire to our show and brand. Dude.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, oh. we were uh, we were gonna have. I guess I'm just gonna throw it out there. We're probably next week or this week. We were trying to have Caleb Herring. On the show but he uh he attended his brother's graduation Elijah Herring had his senior graduation but I was kind of talking about that because he was telling me um next week he wants to do it and that'll be super super lit because not only next week on Wednesday would it be great but that weekend is Memorial Day weekend their biggest recruiting weekend like in, mm-hmm. like in Tennessee history since like 2013 uh Shadavian Bradley Francis Magoo like crazy crazy five stars he had uh Cardinal Tate he was at the baseball game, game three of Georgia. And, you know, he thought that he wasn't going to be, like, visiting Tennessee until after Memorial Day weekend. He comes up, visits campus, gets a one-on-one with the coaches, which he really, really wanted. That was huge in itself. But then having the uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up, like, you're having, I think it's, like, like four or five stars and, like, eight, uh, four stars expected to be at Tennessee. So the names that are going to be coming out here soon are going to be absolutely insane. And then Tennessee's also trying to wrap it up with transfer running back Ramon Jefferson. From Sam Houston State, so a lot of good football news. If you can have that next week, have Caleb on the show, and then wrap it up with that, I just think that's going to be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I I don't I love whenever we all finally get together again and have all these ridiculous discussions. It's so much fun. That's, oh yeah.
3: yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Stupid school wasn't in the way.
0: I know. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, just <coughs> not in you, Alex.
3: True, yeah, but yeah. I wanted to fill. Oh, this. also, not
2: say it on the Neil re- Renovations, by the way. They're adding the Vols, the Vols letters back on the Jumbotron.
1: I heard our Jumbotron, all... the one that's already there, is getting a new screen as well. So we're not only getting
2: one. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to look exactly like the one that's on the other, other side of the end zone.
1: So yeah, That's pretty fucking sick. Like,
0: Neilan's going to be have... popping. We have two now?
1: Yeah, so we're yeah, already getting they They're a building second one over in that. Yeah. We're already getting well, a second
0: Yeah, one. I have to turn around to look at it.
1: <laughs> yeah and then the one you turn around to already is going to be even bigger and better now
0: oh my so, god that's awesome yeah,
1: it's gonna be sick so i'm gonna be super excited about that and the tickets like unless you got the luxury seating like your ticket price probably went down for the season so that's pretty cool too just all in all i'm, I'm hyped september 1st got it marked on my calendar on a thursday Reserv- drew, drew probably hates that too but
0: <laughs> reservation
1: i'm gonna be there all right first of all like i'm gonna
2: be there too so like what is up with all the attacks here i'm gonna attack from all three of you people now I'm getting attacked on YouTube. I mean, this is just, I mean, this is unbelievable.
0: You know what? I, I was the motivation for them to deliver me beer so I don't have to stand and miss two quarters. That's,
2: I request that we start a fundraiser so that way we, all four of us can be at the bar that they're building up on the upper deck on the other side for the season opener.
1: Spire, I like if you're listening, or Ronnie, if you're listening, Spire, whoever, the, whoever the fuck wants to do, fire Ronnie, help us get us some on the field balls, atb game passes, so we can do the fucking most. I'd be Not on the field. No, I want to be on the bar. The I want to be at the yeah. bar
2: on the other side. Like,
1: so like, if we're yeah. on the sideline, they have the under, like they have the underground new bar, and then they have the one on top too. Like, you can go anywhere. Like imagine, like I bet you ESPN and uh, SEC Network when they do like their behind the scene reporter stuff. I just cut into them on the West Wing fucking bar, like lit. That'd be lit.
2: I'm, I'm calling out. I'm
0: gonna call out Juice Davis and ask him to get us on the you field see.
2: for the opener. Yeah, Juice, that'd be pretty lit.
0: If you really sick,
2: appreciate sick. that. Actually, yeah.
3: save out. it for game two, please. Game two. Hopefully, all, all these out. ticket
1: prices, game two, beer prices, you want- go down because holy
2: shit. Why game two? You want them for Akron? Like that's well, just I a, can't, like, I can't be a new kickoff.
3: I can't make the season opener. That's why. On a Thursday? So you're not. Because I, make I got school. What you me? <laughs> mean?
1: <laughs> Imagine having a, a life and education. And, like, Golly, it's horrible. I hate it. Well, hate three
0: out of four ain't bad.
1: <laughs> so that's a good update. Peter oh, also included. Man. He said he asked about getting that's tickets funny. for the new bar. Only season tickets are allowed, but they said they might release tickets close to game day. That's pretty good because I've been seeing like a lot of like Vivid Seats and other companies already try to like throw out tickets out there like 20 30 bucks and i'm like i'm not waiting until i'm waiting to like season game tickets come out from tennessee themselves because i'm not trying to get scammed but if they do include tickets i don't know how that'll be included because now you have all these new sections you're gonna go on vivid seats and like see like one for like 56 dollars and then the other ones were like 500 dollars to sit in fucking vip it's just gonna be stupid but i'm all for it honestly like it i'm for it too i don't care I can
0: imagine like i would love to sit in vip a couple times and yeah i probably could if i sold couple of my tickets in M and then
1: whatever.
2: Oh, I'm gonna take I mean
1: like think spider. about
2: how think about how awesome it'd be to sit at that bar in the upper deck. You got the Jumbotron right there behind you, right? Which is gonna be sick. These shots of Jaegermeister and all that good stuff on the bar as well. Like it's gonna be so lit. Like
0: they're gonna awesome. have to like carry me out, especially if we win. Uh, yeah. Especially if we win. We're winning every uh, they'll, game. they'll man.
2: definitely uh they'll definitely escort me after the Florida game, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> see he's already
2: bought in
1: you hear that like he's already saying he's gonna get extra. I extra bought money. in
2: because I know that we're gonna lose so I'm gonna probably getting like redneck angry pal pissed off Maynardville mad like that type of mad so I'm I'm ready just not the ready that you think I'm in so
1: I feel like Anthony Richardson he's like the complete opposite of Joe Milton because Joe Milton will literally throw it in the stands but I don't even know if Anthony, uh, Anthony Richardson can hit a receiver in general. I don't know. We
2: we lost a football game one time when Kentucky had a wide receiver at quarterback. So I don't think that necessarily matters either. So.
1: But who is the head coach? Never mind. We're not talk about that. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, who's yeah, the head
3: coach? Come out! Come <laughs> out! Too much to right. on um, the show.
0: I have got I've got to hop off of here. <laughs> Do we have anything else to talk about?
1: No, everything's going upward. I can't take it. It feels like a dream. Hashtag blessed beyond blessed. I can't take it. Being a Vols fan at 21 and being happy is
3: a new thing, and I'm learning to accept it. Um, I just just hope that the football team pulls off the Holy Trinity, uh, finishes the triple threat, and just know that we all love Drew and we all love his takes, even though it's okay to be wrong.
2: I mean, you know, you can listen to all this, you know, fairy tale, rainbow land nonsense that these two people above me are saying, right? it's time to be realistic, all right. It's going to be a fun year of football this year. There's going to be some good moments. We're just not beating Florida. We're not beating LSU, and we're certainly not beating Alabama. So we'll probably have to wait another – maybe another ten years for an SEC championship. But that's all right, though.
0: I don't know about ten. Um, that's, that's quite a stretch. If you ask me, but nonetheless,
2: 23 since we've had one. But
0: hey, shut the hell up, (laughs) Drew.
1: Hey, uh, on a closing statement, the boys have officially made it to Mississippi State. They're on the field as we speak, uh, practicing. And they said the caption is testing the air. And Drew mentioned how bad the air was in the coal mines of Kentucky. So, looking so far, so good on an away Terry. If I don't think we'll have any crazy situations like that series, just on a closing statement.
2: I I love- think they have more
1: restrictions on coal mining over there in mississippi than they do in kentucky oh yeah well i mean when you're in kentucky you live breathe and die by it it's your job it's your lifestyle it's, it's everything to you so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay sorry alex i hope you can join us more because <laughs> now you're uh you're out of your little finalist thing so I hope we see alex more on the show but-
3: absolutely yeah. i'm hoping to be a part of it more
0: okay well we've got we've had alex back this has been a blast and Honestly, if you're listening or listen to this, make sure that you go figure out our YouTube. You said it's under...
1: Yeah, Around the Block Network, or you can look up Hard Knocks uh, Around the Block, and it will pop up, be the first thing. You'll see all four of our beautiful faces on the show. And uh, you can just click on the live link every every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern and be a part of it. It's pretty fucking lit, so...
0: Drop the comments. We will post them as long as they aren't, like... Super ridiculous. We will absolutely post them, or you may just post them, especially if you have your full name on there and kind of roast you as well, because that would be fun. I'm too. all for the hate. Yeah, oh, all yeah. for the hate. Yeah, I know. I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, we need to get the YouTube going. I'm gonna start tweeting it out a bunch because it's that's really fun. But I guess I'm done. If you guys are I'm done, good, yeah, yeah, we're out. All right, mm-hmm. we're out. Watch the baseballs this weekend. Cheer them on. Brew. Pray for Drew. Uh, happy to have Alex. Pray for me. I'm not sick.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> Chris Valls, he said I searched it. It came right up. So yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: so still listening. YouTube, you can also type in ATB Vols, Valls ATB, Hard Knocks UT, whatever. Surely it'll come up. Send us some comments. Send us some questions. And I think we're going to have a really fun show next week as well. So just stay tuned. And, uh, Think we're out. So good night. Go, balls.
3: Go, balls. Go, balls, baby balls.